How intentional are you with growing your ability to unconditionally love? A lot of people don't know how to love unconditionally, and that's what we're going to kind of look at today. So welcome back to The Liz Show. We are wrapping up the faith series that we've been talking about over the last few weeks, and we've been talking about the elements that you're responsible for developing and initiating to grow your faith. God does most of the work, but you have your part, and that's what this series has covered. Today, we are looking at the last verse in 2 Peter 1, 7, and it reads, And godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. Yay! And the world goes crazy because we're going to learn how to love everyone. Let me ask you just a few questions. Rate yourself on a 1 to 5 scale, 5 being 100%, 1 being 0%. How kind are you? Consistently, we're looking at average numbers here. How's your attitude towards your neighbor, especially that neighbor that annoys the piss out of you? Or towards people you don't like, who disagree with your perspective, beliefs? And what's your attitude towards those you do love? Or yourself? Remember, godliness includes that righteous attitude towards others. If God wouldn't treat a person in a cruel way, then don't treat another person in a cruel way. And I hesitate saying that because recently I had a post go viral again on LinkedIn and it was talking about God and, you know, if God wouldn't think it, don't think it. And someone was like, oh, so I should just smite everyone. And it was like, no, dude, you totally missed the point, but whatever. And so you have to remember that there's things that God can do that we can't do. And a lot of people want to um, bring back the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, which is where we live now, it's a whole different rule book, if you will. Uh, It's a whole different prioritization. So please don't go to the negative here. We're talking about positives. We're talking about the golden rule. And the one thing that's amazing about the golden rule is how it's articulated. So back then, everyone was saying similar things. And when I say everyone, I'm saying other religions, but they were actually saying it in a negative, whereas Jesus said it in a positive and proactive manner. So if you go to Matthew 7, 12, it says, so whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law of the prophets. Once you nail the godliness that we talked about in the previous episode, you're going to want to focus on adding brotherly kindness. Now, this attribute is really focusing on our sisters and brothers in Christ. Today, we're going to combine both um, elements six and seven. So the sixth element is brotherly affection. The seventh element is love. We're going to start with brotherly affection. You are to treat siblings in Christ extremely well. Even if you disagree with them or even if you don't like them, your opinion doesn't matter. This isn't up for debate. God says, treat them well. So treat them well. We understand? Capiche? Capiche. So the originality of this comes from the fact in non-Christian circles, the word referred to affection between family members. However, Peter is extending its meaning to include the family of believers. When you become a believer in Christ, when when you enter the body of Christ, that blood factor is kind of canceled out and it now becomes a spiritual factor, which is pretty cool, especially if you come from a crappy family or you didn't have a family. Now you get all of these siblings and it's pretty cool, right? Like I think it is, but I came from a crappy family, so maybe I'm biased. And what Peter is saying is there's an intense love that considers others as brothers and sisters because we are all in the body of Christ for those who believe. Maybe you've experienced that intense love for from a more mature Christian. Maybe you're giving that love now, which is excellent. 1 John 4 verses 20-21 says, 
If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? And he has given us this command, those who love God must also love their fellow believers. Peter is building on this verse right here. Brotherly kindness identifies us to the world as Christ's disciples. Are you good at being kind to those in the body of Christ? Here's the thing. Are you good at being kind to strangers who you disagree with and you don't even know if they're in the body of Christ? This is why you got to be kind to, to everybody, really, because you don't always know who's in the body of Christ, right? But here we have something that God's asking us to do that we must be obedient in. John chapter 13, verse 35 says, By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Man, I don't know about you, but I really want Jesus and God to clearly see that I'm one of his disciples. So this strikes home for me. Love was not something I was good at. If I can be honest, there was not a lot of love in my childhood. I moved out when I was 16 But about, oh gosh, maybe five or six years ago, I really wanted to be that loving person. I've had the blessing of having some mentors who just exuded unconditional love. Like you just felt so accepted in their presence and so cared for. And I really admired that and I wanted to have that. And so about, I don't know, five or seven years ago, I can't really recall, I started doing these labyrinth prayer walks where I would really recite my identity. I call this the I Am Challenge. You can go to my website to download a copy for instructions. Um, Go to elizabethlewis.com. But what I would do is I would say, I ooze love wherever I go. I ooze love. I ooze love. And in time, I really started to walk in that. I started to have more compassion. I started to be more nurturing. I started to be more patient. I started to be more um, understanding and have more empathy and be less reactive and respond more. And it's just insane. Unfortunately, most people are only taught performance love, and that's how type A and perfectionism is is created. And it's unfortunately what a lot of people only know is that performance love, right? Like you got to dance monkey. And once you dance to my standards, I'll give you love. And the second you don't dance the way I want, I'm going to retract my love. And that's not acceptable. The love God wants us to have is unconditional. And that's what 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 7 states. And I'm just going to read it really quick for you to get the bottom, bottom line of it all. It's love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It's always protecting, always trust, always hopes, always perseveres. Wow. We've actually already talked about some of those elements, right? And so if you're able to learn some of this and develop some of this and cultivate that type of thinking, which the Bible will tell you how to think, then you can love better. And we need more people to love unconditionally, without conditions. The cool part of this verse and what Peter is telling us with this brotherly love is this love for the brethren leads to love for all mankind. One thing I love about my profession, about what God has called me to do, is I get a partner with people and I really get to unconditionally love them. And it's so rewarding, so rewarding to love people because a lot of people haven't had love. Maybe you haven't had a lot of love. And I think it's really empowering when we can give to people what we did not get, right? That's the golden rule. When someone is scolding you, respond in the way 
you would want someone to respond if, you know, you were being scolded, right? If the table was turned, if that makes sense. Or if someone is short with you, respond with love. Like, you know, when, when you're short with someone, you want forgiveness. You know, it's such a simple thing, but we personalize things as humans. We take things to mean more than they really do. It's a lot of emotional maturity that has to happen when you grow in God's world. And if you want to be a warrior for Christ, you have to be tough-minded. You have to be optimistic and you have to have thick skin. And for us to be clear, the love that we're talking about is not one of primarily a matter of emotions, but of the will, the will to follow God. It's not a sentimental exhilaration to experience, but a command to obey. So are you willing to put down your pride and start to love the way God's asking you to love right now? One thing that the New Testament really emphasizes is that love is supernatural. And that's the love we're talking about. In fact, unbelievers are unable to love the way we're talking about because they're not in Christ and do not have that divine life or even eyesight to understand the love that we're talking about. Because to love unconditionally as we're talking about is truly supernatural. It's not going to come from your strength. It's going to come from God. It takes divine life to love one's enemies and to pray for one's executioners, right? That person who's pissing you off, rubbing you the wrong way, annoying the crap out of you, do you pray for them? Because you're encouraged to, you're told to. The love we're talking about here is a love that manifests itself in giving. And that's what God did for us. So why wouldn't we do the same? For instance, if you turn to John 3.16, it says, God so loved the world that he gave. Or if you turn to Ephesians 5.25, it says, Christ also loved the church and gave. The love we're talking about here is unconditional. And I want to be clear, your opinion don't matter here. Your opinion doesn't get to create the conditions. And if you struggle with perfectionism, you'll probably start to create conditions for why you can or can't love people. And that's just stupid. Don't fall into the trap. Ways you can show your love is by giving your time, your talents, or your treasures and your lives for others. How often are you giving your time or your talent or your treasures or even your life for another Are you even willing to do some of these things? Because if you're not, that's cool. But get into conversation with God because you're going to need to. The remaining part of this verse of 2 Peter 1.7 says, add brotherly kindness and love, right? While believers must exhibit this brotherly kindness that we're talking about, your love also must start to go deeper than that. What Peter starts to say once you master the brotherly love that we're talking about is he's saying, I want you to also now add that love that always puts others first, seeking their highest good. A lot of people are like, I don't trust people. Well, cool. That's pessimistic. Shift your perspective there, buddy. That's what I would tell you. I don't care if you like it. That's what I'm going to tell you. There's a verse in Philippians 2, verse 3. It says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others better than yourselves. Did you know that's the mindset and stance you have to to take when talking with people? It's going to take a lot of emotional maturity. You have to choose to take the inferior position in the conversation and help the person you're chatting with feel loved, cared for, nurtured, heard, and seen. I mean, that's what you want when you're talking with someone, so why wouldn't you give it to another person? The bottom line here, the word love that we're talking about here is the Greek word for agape. And agape love is self-sacrificial love. Are you self-sacrificial in your love? Are you self-sacrificial in your love to your spouse? Because you need to be. It's the kind of love that God demonstrated when he saved us. 
You know, he sacrificed his son for us. That's pretty powerful. The love we're talking about here is so safe and it allows and encourages us as imperfect humans to be vulnerable with one another. Agape love allows for our weaknesses and our imperfections to come to light in a safe manner, right? It allows us to deal with problems, allows us to affirm others and have a strong commitment and loyalty. It's pretty powerful. It's a kind of love that will hold us together and encourage one another amongst hardships and persecution. And there are people today, right now, right this second, that are getting persecuted for their faith. Today, I want you to practice agape love to those in Christ and outside of Christ. We need to be fishermen of people. We need to be bringing in more and more people into Christ. And it's going to be really rewarding. It's so much fun to bring somebody into the body of Christ and help them grow and disciple them. I mean, I I just love it. I just know, oh my gosh, it's one of my favorite things to do. I start to nerd out when I get a client who really is looking to grow spiritually. I'm like, yes, let's do this. I'll help you become a warrior for Christ. Let's go. So if you struggle with love, this is what I want you to do. I want you to do the love challenge. The love challenge is really simple. It doesn't take much time. What you do is read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 7 every single day for 30 days straight out loud. If you are a mom or a dad, get your kids involved because this can also help soften their heart, right? Like we're supposed to have childlike faith because children are fearless. So help help teach them that unconditional love now because, wow, you would really be setting them up for success in the long run. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your word, for your son, for everything that you're doing in our lives. Thank you so much for loving us that you chose to give us agape love before we even really understood it. Father, I ask that you help us to love one another and those outside of the body of Christ even better. Give us a revelation on what that love looks like, especially if we struggle to receive or give love. Father, soften our hearts, change our hearts, renew our minds in all the areas that we need to be more like you. Father, give us the strength to always honor the golden rule and help us to do your will over our own selfish desires in everything that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening. Please share this episode and please write a review. It would mean the world to me. In the meantime, go create a great day. I'm praying and rooting for you.